Hello, welcome to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside. Today is July 6th, and we are on the Gridcoin Discord server. Today is the second Tuesday edition of the recordings, so for those who don't keep up to date, here's what's happening. Uh, yes, Dirk McGirt, there is a new Age of Empires coming out October, I think, 28th or something like that this year. Get psyched, get pumped. That's not what I wanted to share, though. Um, we now do these on two different days to catch people in different time zones. So this is Tuesday, July 6th. There is a fireside today, 8 p.m. That is this one. And then the the Friday following the Tuesday episode, there's going to be nothing. Jack shit. All right, so nothing this Friday. But the next Friday, on July 16th, there will be an episode. And then the Tuesday following every Friday episode, there is an episode. All right, so this is the episode two in a two-episode cycle. The next cycle starts on July 16th at 3.30 p.m. on the Gridcoin Discord server, and then the following episode will be Tuesday, July 20th uh, at 8 p.m. on the Gridcoin Discord server. And then the cycle begins again on July 30th. So hopefully uh, this will make more sense as we just get going a little more. I'll be making more posts on Reddit and whatnot as we get closer to the new season, which I guess I'll just start it when the new GUI comes out, when the next big update comes out. Because Jim was telling us before the show, they're getting closer and closer to this final up, or not final update. Yeah, guys, we're done with Gridcoin, <laughs> Gridcoin 1.0. It's done. Um, no, with this, this most recent update, there's a new GUI uh, and some other fixes uh, and there's also apparently a PR by Jim that is going to add like AVW and some other poll features into the, the GUI. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, so at that time, expect new Gridcoin Fireside episodes. Start from the beginning. What is Gridcoin? What is blockchain? How does Gridcoin work? We'll dig into the magnitude and hopefully during those discussions, during the, we'll, we'll be able to talk about where we might want to see magnitude go over the next year or two. Um, if you don't know what magnitude is, you're going to want to stay tuned. And then we'll be talking about the other inner workings of Gridcoin, how to contribute, all the good episodes from those old days that everyone loved so much. Um, but hey, till then, we're just kind of hanging out. I will mention that um, there are two big announcements this week, I suppose. Gridcoin World is finally released. Um, sorry it took so long, but <laughs> it's up. You can go to gridcoin.world. Uh, I put together a lot of the original design and I put together a proposal and all that stuff, but really most of the work goes, uh, most of the credit goes to other people. So the, um, design work, like the images, the graphic design and the actual graphical layout, uh, goes to Mad Max Payne. He spent quite a bit of time working on it, uh, many years ago. <laughs> so it's nice to see it finally implemented and up and running. Uh, the text for the guides goes to everyone who's worked on gridcoin.us over the past many years um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that but um, definitely robotic mind has put a lot of work into the .us website particularly over the past like six to nine months so lots of credit to him they're direct rips from the gridcoin.us uh, repo and i do hope to go in and sort of tweak them into my own vision at some point uh, and more, uh, right, getting, so I'm not technical, so the technical credit goes to Sai and iFogs who, uh, helped me walk through, helped walk me through how to set this thing up, uh, in Git, uh, GitHub pages. Uh, and there's still more technical work to be done. If you want to help out, feel free to let me know. 
<laughs> but we are going to keep it on GitHub pages, which means that it is an open source site. You can contribute PRs and um, create issues and all that fun stuff. It's currently on my own uh, repo, but once it's in a, a better state, I imagine we'll try to get it over to the GitHub or the Gridcoin community repo um, and, and then just build it from there out of the community. Um, yeah, so I wanted to talk about it's the difference between .world and .us. They are going to work in tandem. They're two different iterations of essentially the same information. There's a little additional information on gridcoin.world about blockchain and why. There's a, it's basically, it answers the question why a little more. Uh, but other than that, uh, they're very similar sites in terms of what they tell you. There's a little more detail in terms of network participants on gridcoin.world. Um, but yeah. Question. What? Okay. Uh, sorry, sorry. My my headset's freaking out. Sorry about that. Gotcha. Um, question. Hold on, hold, uh, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on. To finish the spiel real quick, the um, the thinking here and the hope is that people will build additional websites besides just these two. These two might be the community-run websites forever. Who knows? Uh, but I would like personally to see more people build more websites with Gridcoin. And the whole purpose is to tell the story of Gridcoin from your perspective. We need to reach more people. And the way you reach more people is you tell more stories. Uh, the gridcoin.us site is, has all the information you need on how to get started with Gridcoin, but it targets a very specific audience that uh, might not um, join Gridcoin when they look at that website. <laughs> or no, it targets a specific audience there, and a lot of other people won't join Gridcoin after looking at gridcoin.us. Gridcoin.world targets a completely different audience, and those people, uh, and then there's a whole other group of people who won't join Gridcoin after looking at gridcoin.world. But the point is there's two different websites for two different audiences. We need a third, we need a fourth, we need a fifth uh, to get out there different information. And then also, we're not dependent on one individual website to keep information up on the web. Um, so that's the whole point of it all. Um, it is really nice to see up though. I'm pumped. I might not sound excited, but <laughs> pretty excited to go in there and start tweaking some more, uh, language and, and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Goblin, what was your question? Um, who's going to maintain this? So right now, uh, it's on my repo. Um, so I'm going in and updating stuff, making sure all the links work as best I can. Help is always welcome because it's on GitHub. Um, but the end goal is to have it maintained in the same way gridcoin.us maintained, where it's just a community-run website. People can go in and make PRs, um, we'll, and we'll distribute um, merge permissions or whatever the hell you call it to specific people in the community who've demonstrated um, their intentions. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering. Yep. Uh, oh, and this was grid another part of this, because this proposal was put out so long ago. Uh, but part of this proposal was to demonstrate verified side staking addresses. So I'm going to look back at the proposal and how I said I would set it up back then and probably end up making some tweaks to it since things have changed over the course of two years. But uh, yeah, maybe there will be a verified side staking address having to do with gridcoin.world just as a proof of concept to show essentially um, Boink projects that they can set up their own verified side staking account and fund their their research essentially through gridcoin and if you don't know what any of those buzzwords are they're not buzzwords they're technical terms um you want to stick around for the new season where we'll be talking about side staking for sure it's a very interesting tool um the other big thing of news is not really news but it's just i had no idea 
the Gridcoin wallet bot, the GRC wallet bot everyone uses on Discord is uh, over three years old, which is freaking crazy. That, and it's right? It's what? And fixed, or at least the rain function's been fixed. Yeah, so there's been um, a lot of updates to it. It's maintained by Delta, uh, longtime contributor, clearly over three years, uh, to, <laughs> to Gridcoin. Uh, and he gives us some stats here. Um, it's used on 65 Discord servers. There are 8,000 registered users on the bot. Uh, it's recorded more than 111,000 off-chains transactions. That's 150 transactions per day. That's a lot. Uh, it has How much? 111,000 off-chain transactions. Transactions. Um, he has, oh, what, what, he has oh, received yeah. over 225,000 GRC as donations, which is great because he does a lot of work for this thing. Uh, and more than he's distributed more than 10,000 GRC by the faucet, which is a good number. Uh, and I don't know what this means. Users staked almost 20,000 GRC. You can stake with the bot. I I think so. Yeah, technically, I mean, you have a wallet address. It stakes, as far yeah. as I know. So I mean, you could I mean you could use that number to to, oh, to guesstimate. Oh, it's, it's a hot wallet. I see. So it yeah. um it helps secure the blockchain, and he it, it's made over twenty thousand GRC by mining blocks and distribute it to users of the wallet bot. I imagine. Cool. How much? I mean, now uh, this this might sound like it's going into too much information in some way, but like, how much does the wallet actually? Uh, wow. <clears throat> how much does the wallet actually manage from a total amount? Do we know? Uh, no. Lot. It's probably a good amount, but yeah. So another cool thing that he shared here in this post is that he developed this thing when he was 16 slash 17 years old, and that just um, opens the door to a rant. So here we go. It speaks to how powerful open source communities are, particularly when you tie them to a, an entire economic uh, network through blockchains and cryptocurrencies. Open source in general, without blockchains, encourages people to contribute to projects of passion and from young ages, 16 or 17, just and, and to learn to code or to learn to do anything, right? Open source is more than just code at, at this point. Um, so it's a very powerful, I don't want to say tool, but I'm gonna. Tool is not the right word. It's not um, complete enough, but uh, for education, really. And that's sort of what Boink is. Boink is open source science in a way. You can join science and participate in the research and contribute based on your skills. And who knows what will come of it? You know, Delta can undoubtedly use his experience with the the wallet bot on a resume somewhere. Uh, people, he, he is actually to use one of his anecdotes. He's actually put that he has found uh, one of his boink badges. He's put one of his boink badges on his resume, which is I think hilarious but awesome. <laughs> uh, but you can put all of this stuff, anything you do with an open source community, uh, community organization, marketing design, graphic design, that sort of thing, um, software engineering, of course, anything like that, a large systems design, game theory, any of that can go on a resume uh, from an open source community. Um, it's worth contributing to, particularly because once you get a job at like Microsoft, Amazon, whatever, it's like you'll be doing, there will be an aspect of it that you, you like to do, undoubtedly. That's why you're in the field, right? I hope. But it's not going to be like your passion work. You might be fixing a bug in Windows 11, um, and it's a challenging software engineering problem, but it's Windows 11. That might not be what you want to work on. <laughs> but you can then go home and contribute to exactly what you want to work to work on. 
uh, using your skills. The exact thing. You can build whatever you want to build, get people to build around it, uh, form a community. And if it's a good product or if you, you stick with it long enough, you get what you get. It's the whole story behind uh, Linux. The dude just wanted to build a kernel. <laughs> so now, now it runs the vast majority of computers around the world. Um, yeah. So if you've been considering contributing to Gridcoin, I would say do it. One of the easiest ways to do it is to get involved with the community and do little community things and then move from there. Little community things might be whitelisting projects, joining the whitelisting committee, which is a group of folks who go around and um, look at new Boink projects and decide. Um, they don't actually decide, but they, they form an opinion around whether or not it should be whitelisted or not. And then if no one else makes a poll, they make a poll, making sure, making sure to follow the protocol and vote it. And if someone else makes a poll, they you know, might put out a little paragraph or two about whether or not they support it um, as the whitelisting committee. Uh, one thing we want to see in the coming year is all the old projects, the legacy projects that have been added to the whitelist uh, without polls, repolled. Not repolled, just pulled for the first time. Uh, we're a much larger network than we were at the beginning when there was a, a poll on this stuff would have been frankly stupid. Um, but now there's enough people with opinions um, who would... Uh, love to talk about whether or not world community grid is worthwhile, whether or not coalesce conjecture is worthwhile. So we want to go through and repoll all of them. Uh, that's going to rely heavily on the folks in the whitelisting community. So there's plenty to do. Um, yeah, I'll also be putting out an updated draft of the latest white paper in the coming weeks, or I should rather say soon. A little trademark there because I'm not sure when. But uh, once that's out, people looking through it, sharing their opinions. Um, would be very useful, very helpful. Um, trying to think of other places where people can contribute. Just showing up here, very useful, very helpful. Talking here with your mic or in the chat, it's great. It helps other people from outside the community see that there are people here interested in what we're building. Um, yeah, even helping with Boink helps Gridcoin. Helping with Folding at Home helps Gridcoin. Even though Folding at Home isn't in Gridcoin necessarily, it might be soon. And by soon, I mean like don't hold your... your breath but you know soon <laughs> that said i'm out of rants and rambles does anyone want to talk about anything in particular rants and rambles is the name the new name of the show it was the sub-series i like it oh that's a good idea though the segment it's a segment of every show now well like i said we're gonna redo the um the whole series with pre-scheduled topics do you remember those? Oh, it's been oh, a long time we did that. Yeah, I, 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 I do. Are you, are we, is it going to be the thing where we discuss the same thing for the fifth time? Is it that thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey. Chocolate and I are like, remember that one time when we had topics? <laughs> yeah, thank you for laughing, Goblin, because I, 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 I know... I needed the I needed the confirmation. No, I know there, there's times when you keep yourself muted and you're like, I'm just gonna assume everyone's laughing, but that was not one of those times. Thank you. No, if there's any new topics, I'm happy to discuss them. But we gotta hit them all again because it's impossible to expect someone new to go back to like episode, I don't know, 28. What is magnitude, what is right? I honestly, I'm, I I set up. I I was like looking like through some of the stuff on like the, the help channel or whatever, once in a while I'll look there and I'm like, man, I set up Gridcoin so long ago that I'm not even familiar. Like, I know it's like roughly the same process, but a lot of stuff's been streamlined. I don't even know how to do it anymore. I'm just like running off legacy basically at this point. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. 
I think it speaks to how much network has gone in over the past year in particular. The freaking, I set up, I moved a wallet recently, and uh, I set up a, a new, completely fresh install. The wizard is so great. Oh it's, my God. It's, it's amazing. It really, I remember struggling. It was painful. It was yeah. frustrating when, 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 when I first started. I was like, it's actually around four years ago now. I remember it, like struggling to set up uh, Gridcoin, especially with this linking the CPID to the wallet. And, you know, now it's just easy. Jim, you're making things too easy. <laughs> yeah, like, we're uh, actually going to go full circle and go back to the command line in, like, three more versions. Just full command line. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't wait to see the new update. Because it supposedly makes things even more, uh, if not easier, sexier. Because it's using the newer assets. Also developed by Mad Max Payne, by the way. Yeah. What? I think um, there should be... Uh, we can share screens and such. I don't know if, uh, if we want to even touch on that, but there are, I know there are probably, well, especially if we're going to get into some topics, there might be, I, I like, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to be direct with it. I mean, I think uh, episodes on the wallet are great, but like an episode with a walkthrough of the wallet, because I'm going to, I'm going to be honest, there's so many times I was like, oh my gosh, when did this get added? And then I'll like go to back to one of my old Windows machines and I'll be like, oh, here's like wallet from like version like three. And I'll go and I'll open it up and be like, oh, that feature was here too. I was just an idiot and didn't know any of these things existed. So, um, I mean, a walkthrough of the wallet, especially after a recent update, a recent modification would be pretty sexy. So Yeah, I think adding more production um, value to the episodes is something that uh, I'm open to. So, for example, after your idea, every time there is an update, just open up the wallet, share a screen, and just be like, "Here's the new thing," <laughs> and just show it. Really right. Quick. I mean, it's yeah. As long as long as you streamline your own demo to be like no no fluff, right? It doesn't really require any editing. It's just a stop and a start, right? Um, so that that would be the goal, right? Because because I, I my, my problem is I can't I can't edit. I don't know how to edit. I, I it takes me way too long. I, I don't have the time to do it. But like I'm happy to make the content, right? Yeah. The only issue. Um, with that is we are a podcast so i can go through the the reason we stopped uploading to youtube because i have to take the audio and then add video to it because you can't upload just audio to youtube so i just put some stupid video to it on um, like an, an image on windows movie maker and then i have to yep. compress that and then i have to upload that and then also upload the audio to the podcast uh, platform which pushes it out to all the um all the, the wonderful platforms that people listen to the show on. So like if we have an, a video clip, how, do, how does that flow get changed? Like right now it's very simple for me. Granted, I haven't been doing it the past couple of weeks, but like I, I take the recording. Just, yeah, go ahead. So I was just going to say like, we can make some of those like not official podcast episodes. We can make those more like, um, like specials or, or like that, like that one episode doesn't have to go up on, soundcloud it can just go up on youtube or something right where it's like this is a demo episode like this is an episode of the of the, of the fireside where we're going to talk about wallet functionality like even if you're if you're a basic user or an intermediate user you have the wallet downloaded you're already staking yeah. but want to know more about the wallet like here's side state functions like here's like i i was blown away when i was clicking through and i was like oh yeah i have to do that dust consolidation thing because i've trans i've like hundreds of transactions dating back over the last like six years right 
and I was like clicking through things and there's just like a handful of buttons that helped me auto do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, when did this get added? Right. Yeah. And it's like, I didn't even like, because I'm always terrified of clicking the wrong thing and losing everything. Right. Um, <laughs> like, like not, not like, not like, oh, it's going to get corrupted. I mean, I have like backups out the wazoo, no, but like, I mean, accidentally, accidentally sending it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, especially with dust collection. I was terrified. I was accidentally going to send it to a, blank one like i'm sending my whole wallet to a bad address and then like just like praying that it comes back right like i was terrified so i mean just walking through that process because you can't imagine how many times i messaged barton and was just like hey buddy like hey could you like maybe just like watch my screen while i click some buttons he's like no <laughs> right and like which is fair right but 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 like simple stuff like that would go such a long way and it would take 50 and it would like the episode can be 15 minutes long because so there are some weeks we don't have good enough topics to fill a full hour but even just like hey guys you want to watch a, a like a wallet walkthrough like this is how you consolidate um utxos yeah it reminds right? me of it brings to mind two different things one is with the library podcast that i do uh with this guy Alex, um, he will record with the OBS and live stream it onto Odyssey, which is onto library essentially. Um, and then I will rip the audio and put it up as a podcast. And that's actually not too bad, but there's two of us doing two different tasks. Um, Can we like live stream on like Twitch or something and just. We would live have a... We could live stream on YouTube and Twitch and Odyssey all at the same time. But there's a pretty big crypto community in library, so live streaming there might be the most beneficial but also if we want to reach outside the we, we would talk about where exactly when we get to there but i'll try and do all of the pro I'll, I'll try in one episode this is what i'll tell you i will try to record an obs stream and like get the chat in there uh in the recording and stream it to youtube at the same time as ripping the audio and uploading the audio to the podcast afterwards and then in the description it'll say this this episode if you want to see the video go here but the problem is that might take away from the people. The, it's just going to be harder to compile how many people listen to the, the show and stuff. But whatever. We'll deal with it. I don't even fucking care about that shit, actually. So it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, the second thing it reminds me of is fucking Lag's old um, The Hangouts. He used to live stream that with, uh, I, I imagine, an OBS setup where he would like read from the news and he would have the article right there. Uh, or he showed people how to do stuff. So it's kind of bringing that back too. And that was really yeah, that was... nice. Jeremy so. goes, hey, is the new season of uh, of the Fireside going to be family friendly? Fuck no. Am I? Because I remember, I remember, I remember back in the day. No swearing. No swearing. Yeah. No uh -huh. talking about ripping off Hilton. Yes, we know. <laughs> no, still no talking about ripping off Hilton. But. Uh, I think a nicely placed shit will do wonderfully. <laughs> You're talking about, like, <laughs> metaphorically speaking? Yeah, listen, let's be honest. Jay Ringo says he's cooking, but we don't really know what he's doing. I'm not cooking even cooking what? today. I'm saying, in the, you know, for the fireside, for, like, the last couple of months, you were just cooking every fireside or putting oh, well, up I'm something. And I say, I'm saying, well, that's what you said you were doing. I'm not, we don't know that you saw what you were doing. What else could I be doing? Taking the shit. Oh. <laughs> No, it will be, uh, so the family-friendly aspect was, um, its purpose was, was achieved, but it, it won't, it won't be as lax as the last several episodes have been, um, 
I, I would, I would, I think lax is a bit of a that's a that's a bit of a euphemism for for what those episodes. But just, I've said it. We're just shooting the shit, man. It's, it's a dead time, but things are turning around, so it's time to go back in. Once this new season starting, I wasn't here for the first like ten minutes. Uh, soon. Wow. <laughs> no, I think I think I I uh, resigned myself to. That's not the right word. You'll correct me later, I'm sure. Um, but to starting it when the new, the next update comes out, because it just seems like it's a nice starting point. So. I mean, you could say I resigned myself to doing that, but that implies that it's like not something you kind of you wanted to do in the first place. Well, I didn't want to give a start time. I just wanted to keep it at soon. But. Then maybe you could use. You could, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It precludes everything else. So. Yeah, you need to you need to stop using the word preclude. <laughs> I'm gonna use it right one day. And it's gonna be great. <laughs> On your deathbed. <laughs> Death precludes me. From doing what? No, no, that's it. That doesn't make any sense. You're born, and the first, the only truth is that you'll die. So knowing that and stops you from doing everything else. Death precludes you. No. It's poetical. Come on. No. <laughs> All right, well, uh, can you keep the compressed video so you don't have to recompress it? I don't know. I'm just going to record it in a compressed format. Uh, I generally try to record raw and shit, but that's just because I'm an idiot. So I'll set up OBS so it just compresses it right away, and then I won't need to recompress it. And wait a minute, I won't need to add an image to it because it will be a video. I'll be recording a video anyway. I'll just rip the audio with FFmpeg. That's simple enough. Yeah. I'm gonna unmute you, buddy. Hey, Terrence! Hey! Hey, this is time for me! Hey, finally, we're back! <laughs> Instead of, yeah. like, 2 in the morning for you. Yep, this is good. Just so you know, I know you weren't here when I was going over the two-episode cycle. Uh, I'm gonna go over this again right now. This episode right now, Tuesdays at 8 p.m., is episode 2 in a two-episode cycle. The cycle starts on Fridays, so... Last Friday, Friday, July 2nd, we had an episode at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, right here. This Tuesday, today, we have one at 8 p.m. Eastern. So this coming Friday, July 9th, there's not going to be an episode. Next Tuesday, July 13th, there's not going to be an episode. But next Friday, July 16th, the cycle starts again. There will be an episode at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. And then the following Tuesday, July 20th, there will be an episode at 8 p.m. Eastern. So there's still four episodes a month, generally. And it's um, just Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday. Thanks. You... Sounds like just like a bi-weekly thing. Yeah, yeah. I like to say things as most in the most complicated way possible, though. <laughs> no, this, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a better way to say it. Um, I've confused myself, though, I guess is why. I've shown up on Friday, like, this coming Friday and fucked up, but whatever. Um, yeah. I don't know. We filled 40 minutes. Just shooting the shit on the Rants and Ramble show, Gridcoin edition. Do you have anything what you want to say? The, I made it the rain. crackdown in crypto in China. What do you guys think? Again? Which crackdown? Well, it's there. I don't know if you guys pay attention to the last couple of months where they removed all the Bitcoin mining. It's difficult to drop 20%. All the banks are now banned from working with crypto in any form. This is different from the bands previously, right? Right. Yeah, just happened. This just happened. Not no, just. No, no, no. no, no. I mean, like, the, the bands previously didn't stop Chinese banks from interacting in crypto. 
right? This is new. Yep. It's, uh, yeah, basically, yeah, they just won't let any money flowing into crypto or I, out. I think a couple things. Um, one, everyone has always said in the space, like, yeah, all the, the mining pools are run by China, but, you know, if they ever go down, the network will just decentralize. It's fine. It's fine, guys. Relax. It's fine. And then China miners went down, and it's decentralizing like crazy. Miners are moving all over the place, from my understanding. They're moving to U.S., they're moving to Eastern Europe, uh, they're moving to, like, other uh, sea places. So I like that aspect, just proving the fact that th this type of decentralization works very well. And then the other part is that uh, it might be too little too late in terms of trying to stop crypto. I think that even... I don't think every country in the world, particularly superpowers, will ban crypto in the same way China has, uh, which means there will always be a way to access crypto. So I I think it's pretty cool, actually. I want to hear I want to yeah. I want to hear I want to hear Terence's opinion. I think Bitcoin, since the energy isn't going to waste, it's going to be some sort of scientific endeavor, and there was never any Chinese exchange dealing with. Bitcoin, anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, was the crypto ban on just Bitcoin, or was it on all cryptos? All crypto. Well, what I, about I proof would, of stake say things like Ethereum? Working with, I, I, it should be banks working with exchange. Like no transactions can be made to the exchange. As far as I understand. One of the reasons it, they did it, Gavin, the reason they did that is because they also uh, they uh, were. They wanted to prevent capital flight. Um, oh, no, 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 100%. They, they can practice. Like, you know, that's, like, like, that's why I'm all saying. All the Americans know the rumors. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's, that, but that's why they wouldn't just do it to Bitcoin. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I just wasn't sure if they called that one out specifically or not. Um, I mean, I, I didn't expect them to. I was just wondering if they, if they did. But, um, but yeah, no, because I know you were saying like with, the, with the, the, the energy and everything. But like, what about proof of stake stuff? What are your general thoughts on that? Do you think that makes sense or? Yeah, well, there's no specific ban on proof of stake, um, just the mining because of the energy consumption. Gotcha. So if can, if my bank is not China based, is not Chinese based, and I'm a Chinese citizen, can I still buy crypto through my uh, foreign based bank? Yes, it's only a limit to the low, the, to the Chinese banks only. Right. So Shaco mentions that it's because they started their own coin. That's definitely uh, part of it. Um, yeah, I think they're just scared. And I don't think they're that scared. I think they're highly invested in crypto themselves, the Chinese government, but who the fuck knows, right? Yeah. Another thing I want to kind of check... You cut out. Yeah. For example, like, scientific <laughs> papers, NFTs. Hold on, Terrence. Uh, so you started, and then you cut out, and then you came in with, for example? So maybe... Ah, uh, yeah, thing? for example... For example, scientific paper NFTs on Bitcoin. For example, what? Of what? What's that example of? NFTs. NFTs. N NFTs, yeah. Do you know what NFTs are? Yeah, why? Why You cut out, and so what you said didn't come through. Why are we talking about NFTs? Yeah, so I was thinking, you know how the art NFTs are all the rage right now? Uh -huh. But what if we do scientific papers NFTs on Bitcoin or something similar? So Some sort of MFT thing. NFTs are awesome. They will undoubtedly be a part of Gridcoin. I think it's a good idea. I think someone would need to code it. Um, NFTs have been around. They're, they're the second. I'm losing my history. 
one of the first alternative coins in 2011 essentially did NFTs. Um, is so it's been around for a long time. It's a huge part. I think it should. I think using it for science is interesting. But how would that play in a marketplace? Can you sell the rights to a science paper through an NFT? Uh, what exactly are you making the NFT? Yeah. So my experience so far with NFT is like this. So you can basically sell digital asset of any sort, videos, pictures, audios, right. fireside even, and um, podcast, anything. And But it's open. Like anybody can download and duplicate the work. But the, the key is the collection. Like basically people would like to pay to collect these things it's kind of it's a little bit of a vanity thing but you the person who collects it has the right to show off or right to display an nfts so for example for the science paper it could be like oh i'm collecting all the science paper from this professor and this is really cool and then you start showing it off to your friend so that's kind of it's like a vanity thing. that's really interesting making science collectibles uh that's i've never thought of that but the um i think with nfts you can actually make the thing uh private because you own the right no, to yeah. it couldn't you sue anyone uh, well yeah yeah you don't own the right to the work so you can't do things like repurpose or resell or like remixing all that stuff stays with the creator unless they have a license attached to the nfts so they could have a like a creative common license and you can do whatever you want with it but basically it's not it's got nothing to do with ownership almost like it's really about collecting that'll be fun kind of like it's it, i mean it's like correct me if i'm wrong i might be oversimplifying it but it's i mean isn't it comparable to just have it like I, I know what it is but like as an example point isn't isn't it comparable to effectively saying like i have the first print limited edition charizard nobody can ever have this i don't own the rights to it i just i own it mine yep yeah you you own that limited edition so you, you set up how many additions you can have for that particular asset so say 10 or 100 or thousand and there's only so many of that so you can't there's no more of that anymore and yeah i uh, know i just over the last like yeah how many months i've just seen way too many people talking about like oh i'm buying the rights to it it's like well if the nft is specifically buying the rights to it then sure but otherwise you're just buying it like it's a trading card like i own the moment no you you own the moment as though it's a trading card you don't know the rights to the moment it's not like you can call up espn and be like yo i bought the moment that you know the yankees won the world series it's like you don't you own you own it like a trading card like no yep, exactly you're right yeah, it's like baseball cards um you can photocopy it um, you know, people can look at it and stuff like that there's no but you don't you don't i guess you can't photocopy a baseball card even uh, no, I mean, there's there's things like um there's like I mean I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but but there's uh there's there's like ways of playing magic where you where you print um where people who are like oh this this deck would cost me like you know ten thousand dollars or some stupid amount to to make, but I want to play with it, I want to try it out. So there's ways of like printing the cards just just so you can play with friends, just be like oh this is what it would be like to have like a ten thousand dollar you know, uh, like deck of magic cards. So yeah, you, you could print it. You could, you could do those, but like, but you don't own it. You own, you know, it's, yeah. Anyway, 
Yeah, how Nick's, no ownership. Uh, There's no ownership right up to that. Yeah, how Nick says owning an NFT doesn't specifically confer IP or copyright. It's like owning an artwork that li artwork that lives in a museum. You don't have special access to view it, but you can name it on the plaque next to it. Which sounds very silly to me, but I guess people want that. Um, so yeah, that's cool. How Nick's also posted a, a really neat article. I was skimming it right now. Uh, from nature.com called How Scientists Are Embracing NFT. Apparently Berkeley sold some um, research documents for 50 some odd thousand dollars as an NFT. So that's pretty cool. Looks like people are doing it. Yeah, just imagine imagine owning the NFTs to the Bitcoin paper, for example, or the Bitcoin white paper. It's just cool. Like, just a Yeah. An NFT can also be exclusive rights, right? So there's, there's two different types. Shackle says, think pink slip to a car. Right. So, yeah, I think it would be cool. I think it would be very difficult to build technically right now into Gridcoin, right? Because most of these NFTs are running on Ethereum, which is sort of uh, built to manage that load. I think it's a great um, utility of Gridcoin, though. Yeah. We basically, we basically have to implement smart contract support. Yeah. Which I think Just, is, is so a one-day like thing. Thursday or... <laughs> Uh, Joey Buddy keeps repeating, yeah. and it, and rightly so, I think uh, it's very important that, that I'm paraphrasing here, uh, that we don't bring more exclusivity to science, uh, that it's, it continues to open stuff up. So my fear with NFTs is if they are encapsulating the rights to a paper, sure, someone could buy it and make it open to everyone, or and then the next person can buy it and close it and put it behind a paywall where you have to pay to access the paper. So that's it's, the exact Well, it's not right to it, so it doesn't well, matter. It's it's you, like you it's kind of like owning the original print, not not actually. Right, we don't need to go through that. the analogy again, but again, it's both it's both. It depends on how it's implemented. My like, question is always like can't you put an NFT on one chain and then an NFT on another chain? Like what's stopping you from like like Ethereum's not checking Gridcoin to make sure that there's there's like the same paper doesn't exist on both chains. So that, yeah, yes. no, that's not allowed. So that that's totally disencouraged by both all the communities. It's called copy minting. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I figured a bunch of people would be upset about it, but yeah, I figured, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and the NFTs would lose all the value. Exactly. So when you do that, you ruin the blockchain's value and the NFTs' value. So that brings in a blockchain concept that we'll be going over in a couple of weeks, I'm sure, having to do with stakeholders acting it's the game theory of blockchain you're not going to do something that destroys the value of your stake so but look actually it's interesting that uh the the point that's brought up here is actually a subclass of a more general set of problems which is really an oracle problem right so when you're injecting a artifact a digital artifact that was not created by the chain right it's an oracle it's an oracle pattern so you have to import that non-blockchain item into the blockchain and so the integrity of the oracle process is uh, in inextricably linked to the integrity of effectively these assets that are becoming on-chain assets and you also can't protect against those assets being duplicated to other chains because it's an off-chain situation is everyone following me on that it's a it's a pernicious issue yeah one that one that one that can't be solved quite frankly so yeah yep yep yeah, I mean, you can just change one pixel and the hash is different, and then you put that hash onto the smart contract, and it's like, yeah. The, the whole thing is maintained by people, like the communities um, flag the copy, copy printing stuff, and yeah. It's exactly how Gridcoin works, right? We, we 
without using NFTs, people in this community are incentivized to keep an eye on boinking and uh, any distributed computing that gets into the network and the network in general, just make sure it's uh, secure. Yes, we have technical um, dampeners, I suppose, that make it any cheating that occurs less harmful, but it's impossible to make zero cheating possible. Uh, so we, the system incentivizes people to keep an eye out uh, and try to stop cheating. Similar to the NFTs thing, Terrence, you're describing. Like the, the people who are invested in these NFTs in any way, not just monetary, um, want to make sure they work. So they're not going to let bad stuff yeah. happen. At least that's yeah, another community. thing that's interesting with NFTs are the ability for platforms to create communities. So uh, people mint specific themes of art and the because the the themes attract different people and collectors and and also uh, artists on both sides but buyer and buyer and sellers so you actually get very uh, uh, communities build up really quickly in these platforms like NFT platforms <laughs> it's really interesting so yeah it could be like for example we have people who are interested in cancer research and say there are people collecting these papers and then there's also people writing these papers and then you, because there's like a theme that is separate from the blockchain but it's um, I guess common between the people who are selling and doing these transactions that these communities build up really quickly like small different themes could be like geographical base so a lot of artists from say like Brazil connects with people um, who speak Portuguese around the world things like that like it's really it's really really interesting it is definitely but on that note we're out of time so we're gonna wrap this sucker up it's good to see all the eight o'clock people again oh man i forgot we we kicked so many people out when we switched the time to the middle of the afternoon <laughs> so but again the next episode is going to be friday july 16th 3 30 p.m eastern uh, we're, we won't, we probably won't be starting next season, but get ready. Maybe we'll be cooking chicken again. I don't know. Until then, have a great week, guys. Peace.